Hello and welcome to The Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today delighted to be heading to Lagos in Nigeria where we meet triple Olympian, gold medalist in the Commonwealth Games at the Long Jump, Yusuf Ali, who's the general manager of the Access Bank Lagos City Marathon. Great to see you. Yeah, thanks. Nice seeing you, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, wonderful. Thanks, Yusuf. Really excited to hear your story. You've got a wonderful story, both from an elite athlete perspective and, and obviously your work with the marathon and track events and so on. Why don't we start with a little bit of your background, please, Yusuf? Okay, good. Uh, I used to be a, a long jumper, very good long jumper. I was one time ranked number four in the world. Like you said, I went to three Olympic Games, 1980, 84, and 88. Uh, I was captain of the Nigerian team. And uh, after my studies in the, in the, in the US of A, Missouri, I came back to Nigeria. I was in the Federation. Uh, after a while, I rose to become the vice president of the Federation, the technical director. But uh, things were not like, moving as I was expecting. A lot of uh, false hope, and uh, I now decided that uh, what would I do? And uh, when I was in school, I was living with the Kenyans, so I know how these Kenyans they train. So I'm like uh, a distance person, although I was a long jumper, but I'm always with the Kenyans. So I now said, let me go into sports uh, promotion, entertainment. Uh, that would take me to the to the road races and marathon. So I started what we call the upper pay. 10K road race. Mm -hmm. My place, I'm from a place called Agbede uh, in Nigeria, Edo State. So we started the upper road race, it's a 10K race. And uh, from that success, uh, we now got approval from the Lagos State Government mm -hmm. to do the uh, Lagos City Marathon after 31 years of no single road race in Nigeria. Wow. So we started the, the Access Bank Lagos City Marathon 2016. Uh, that was the only road race in Lagos. And I, I bet you, Chris, from 2016 to now, I have over 77 races in Lagos. Either a full marathon or, or a road race or any, or any other or any other type. And uh, everybody called me. But uh, what I make sure that I have is uh, the issue of uh, elite runners because uh, when you look at uh, big races like London, that was over this weekend. When you look at, all you see is is a is like the whole nation chasing probably three black men from Kenya, and it's like interesting. And uh, Nigerians they love that. The Kenyans, the East Africans, you know, they take the lead. And um, to us in this part of Nigeria, Lagos, it's a plus for us for two, two reasons: the economic part of it. And also, the, I would say the, the propaganda trying to tell the world that Lagos is safe, or it is safe than what people are safer than what people are, are propagating. So that's why the government is so interested in all these road races. Even if you look at Kaduna now, Kaduna is one of the worst place to be right now in Nigeria. It's the issue of kidnapping, adopting, but guess what? Last uh, November, November 21st, we did a marathon, a half marathon, 10K, and we have all the East Africans there just to prove that it is safe. Although security will be tighter and everything, but we're trying to make a point that uh, regardless of what is happening, 
around the city. Once there's an event, a sporting event, the area is safe. Even those kidnapping wants to see people running. Those kidnapping will probably be running. So, and it's, it's a, it's a win-win uh, situation for us now. That's why every single city in Nigeria wants to do one marathon or the other. People will create, people will be amazed. People will call me and say, Yusuf, please want to do a marathon. And I'll say, okay, what kind of marathon they want to do? They'll tell you 5K marathon. They call it marathon. Mm -hmm. So I, I play along with it, but at the same time, I will not educate them. It is not a marathon, it's a road race. You know, we have marathon, it's either half marathon or full marathon, you know, or you have the ultra. I try to educate, but the first call is I want to organize 5K marathon. Some will even tell you 3K marathon. But it is growing. It is growing. And uh, with the assistance of World Athletics, you know, sending people here, people like Nori, Nori Williamson is a wonderful man. Yeah. He's the one I use for our measurements. If I don't want the issue of after mm -hmm. running, and they'll say the course is not complete. Every marathon race in Nigeria, it is being measured by Nori Williamson. He's the best in the world. Yeah. He's, so, he's so energetic. He's so friendly. You know, mm -hmm. he's he carried you along. It tells you what to do. We work on water station together, the sponging area, everything. I think Nori is wonderful, man. And um, and in the issue of crowd, the, the first race we did in 2016, we had like uh, 25,000 runners. By 2019, we had like 103,000. So it is growing. 100 and how many thousand? 103,000 wow. in 2019. Wow. But bulk of it, about 75,000 came from the 10 key. Uh -huh. So we have less. But what we don't have now is number of finishers. One round three will start. Maybe you have about 10,000 will finish. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure eventually that number will grow. But the amazing part of it now is the culture. Every weekend, every Saturday, Sunday in Lagos, people are either running or jogging or exercising. I think by the time the culture takes in, to have more people and more finishers because now people are training. And uh, I think that is what, um, what I'm happy about. But the, the sad part of it is that everything is free. We don't charge for form. If you charge, people will not come. So we are putting more money in every race than, than an average race overseas. For example, the running gears, the GDM running wheels is for free. Your, your running beep is free. The transporter chip is free. So we try to encourage, but I'm not paying for it, but the government indirectly is paying for it through the bank. But I'm sure in the next probably 10 years, five years, they will not try to introduce a fee to it. People will be paying, but right now it is free. But now, the, road race... the, the, the impact on that though, so it's, it's an interesting model for me because something I'm very passionate about is what I call the mass participation ripple effect. And we're actually doing a, a study on it at the moment of, of the benefit to the health and well-being of communities of participating in an event. And, and, and there's not many places in the world where I think the government really gets the value of this. We look at economic impact, typically how many foreign tourists come in, how many bed nights, and we measure economic impact. But here's a government who's through the bank is investing in the health and well-being of its community, yes. reducing health costs, and obviously around COVID. But I'm interested to hear, you know, from a, a COVID perspective, how how's COVID? What have the numbers been like generally? Do you think the fact that it's a, a healthier, fitter, fitter population might have helped reduce the COVID numbers? What's the situation there at the, at the moment? In, well, in 
COVID, number one, 2020, we are very lucky. We are probably like the last race before the shutdown. So we had the full, the full capacity of runners at 2020. But 21, we're limited to only 300 runners. Wow. Because of the COVID situation, it wasn't, it wasn't. But if you look at Nigeria as a country, we have right now like 2,000 plus deaths, COVID related. Mm-hmm. And we have about 20,000 cases reported. Mm-hmm. It may be more, but since COVID started, anything that, that has to do with death, it is tagged as COVID death, mm-hmm. COVID related. Mm-hmm. So we have like a 2,000 plus in Nigeria. But I think the saving grace for Nigeria was because of the background of Nigeria as a country in, in terms of malaria. Because yeah. most of us will take malaria tablet, malaria drug, malaria inoculation. So, and the symptoms with COVID and malaria are almost similar. And Nigerians, we go every night with sniffing hot water through their nose just to make sure that it does not get to your lungs. I think all these measures have really saved Nigeria. Because if you look at the health, health, uh, health, health uh, institution, we don't have, we don't have. If, if, it's, if what happened in, in, in Europe or in America had happened in Nigeria, by now you're talking about millions of died. Yeah. But thank God that because we have zero health, health institution is zero. So people were like, were like responsible for yourself. Yeah. So and also the issue of, 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 of running with COVID, people now said, oh, those that were running, they were jumping, athletes, they have less, less issue with COVID. So that also has propelled more people. So now we have now more mass participation of people running every day. Ah, I don't have COVID. I have to jog every day. People are now putting more mileage. So in, in, indirectly, the COVID has also helped us to drive more people to mass participation in running and exercising. I think in, in, in a nutshell, the COVID probably paved the way for us for, for, to drive people to running. But what I did, what I did during the COVID, because uh, we were limited to 300, I think about 305 people based on our side. What we did was that I have a number B. If you are, if like Chris is number five, I have a number on the floor, five. So when you come to the start area, you go to your number. So nobody is touching. We had the, the two meters apart. So it really worked well. And the government, they love it. And it was like, also like a propaganda everywhere you go. I look at what happened in Marathon. They were apart. Even they were still running, please stay apart. And the issue of, uh, of marks, was not, uh, we did not even compromise. Even the runners, they wore their masks up to like 400 meters before they were, before they disposed them mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. So I think the COVID can really won when we were helped us to say that you have to exercise to live better, not to exercise to be well, less, you know, if, you have, if you run every day, you spend less money in the hospital with the doctors. And I think it's worked out. That's amazing. And and so, I mean, the current situation, you said 2021, these limits of 300, we're coming to the, the back end of 2021. We're seeing events opening up all over the world now. Is that starting to happen in, in Nigeria? Yes, it's, it's, it's definitely happened. Our next trip is February 12th. Uh, we have opened up the 10K. Last, this year, because of COVID, we didn't do the 10K because of more people who the 10K. So we did the elite, the East African and Nigerian elites who was not open. But this year, the forms are out now for the 10K and the full marathon. So we are, we are going to do it open. It's going to be mass participation like we used to be.
That's great. And, and you spoke about like 77 events that spread all over the country. What, what have some of the challenges been for that industry to, to kind of stay alive? Because you said, you know, there's the revenue streams are driven by sponsors. There's free entry for people participating. Have many of those those events now gone out of business? Will you see them coming back in 2022? Or do you think the industry has been negatively impacted? And what are some of the challenges it now faces to come back to live events next year? Okay, I, in fact, there was a, there were about three days already over the weekend. Events are coming back. The, if government only restricted running for last for this year, it was only the access bank that really came up and we're limited. But events can open up. See what you what you see in this part of the world is that all these companies they want a way or other to showcase what they have, and they want the mass participation event to showcase them. That's why we are so lucky. That's what I saw. That is the window I saw that, you know what, if I start a marathon, I will get people to sponsor. And it's easier to sponsor a marathon than a track meet. Yeah. People want to put their money in road races, but the, the issue is, is it going to be well organized? That is what I, I am clamoring for. The big ones, I take my transparent mark and make sure they are timed properly. Yeah. But the yeah. other ones, I let them, I give them sanction who are organized at the state level and the local government level. But this and this are what we must do. That's what I spread out. But the big ones, I get involved directly, either in, 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 organize, in, in organization or technically, to make sure that the time we put out at the correct time, because that's the most important thing. And every single runner, we must have their time. Because other races, one of the first second, the first third or first 10 courses, they shut down. For me, I make sure that every runner gets their time because the, the time may not matter to you, but it may matter to that runner. Who wants to see if, I, if it's a new PR, if it's a national record, if we don't know. So I get involved in all those big races. That's wonderful. So a, a big leadership role, um, growing the sport there. Do you have any leadership principles that you'd like to share with the viewers what you know what what what's helped you to 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 be able to be such a such a leader of the of the industry in in nigeria tell them nothing's impossible because when i was in the u.s what i call was like two hours six two or six nobody ever thought that two you would get to 201 then show the running under two hours nobody ever thought so so this is what i put and when it comes to road races there's no limit a human being cannot go. There's no limit. But to keep pushing ourselves and make sure that you tell people it is possible. You may do your best and maybe somebody else will take it from there. I, I remember 1992 when, uh, what was his name? The guy from the U.S. did 4678 in the foreign, uh, Kevin Young did 4678 in the foreign hurdles and, 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 and he took a flip. We're all shouting, is this possible? Now, this guy ran a 45.94. Yeah. So sometimes human beings will push to the limit. And I love that. When Carlos ran in nine, you know, they just ran in 983, the whole was shouting. And here comes uh, Wilson Bond, 958. So meaning that 94 is possible. Under two hours is possible in the marathon. Women, women can run two, 212. It's possible. Before Polaraki uh, ran 215. Whatever I thought it was possible, you know, and let me let me come to that. When the world record was 206, Nigerian record in the marathon was two, two hours 15. 
But for 31 years, there was nothing in the marathon. So our records stood there, whereas the whole world move, move on. So when we started marathon, our guys were running 230, but now they are back to running 220. So there's a movement locally, which we are driving. Hopefully, we'll run 210, maybe 208. I mean, that's our goal. As we are bringing the East Africans, we too are driving our local athletes to make sure they measure up and, uh, and we give them also good price money. I think uh, the industry will grow. And uh, I tell my, my, my team, there is no limit. Nothing is impossible. We must keep striving, but we must encourage runners. We must assist them to do better. That's amazing. So there's, there's no limit at the, at the top end in terms of, you know, nothing's impossible in terms of time. But, you know, the great message that you're sending out to the ordinary participants, stay healthy, get out there, you know, yes, grow, grow, grow the industry. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Do, it one, do it one kilometer, but take five kilometers today, tomorrow 10 kilometers, keep going. Eventually you stay healthier and you are fitter and you live longer. We, I, I tell them, look at the European, look at the, 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 the Chinese. The late 90s, yeah, by 42, the people drop dead. 42 year old boys die. Mm. It's so obey, it's so far because they eat so much, they eat junk. But, but if you are jogging, if you are part of it, you are healthy living and, and you are fine. And people have now begun to see, and eventually it will be a culture. This is my, my prayer. You now turn to a culture and everyday thing, and hopefully it will get better. Wonderful. I mean, you, you've inspired so many people. You've clearly seen many inspiring things in your career. I always like to end off the aid station with an inspiring story. Is there something particular that stands out that you'd like to share with the, with the viewers, please, yourself? I, I, I think the, the most important thing is that no matter how somebody is, don't, uh, don't have a derogatory statement about somebody. You must try to empower somebody, you must try to encourage somebody, because I never thought in my wildest dream that I would move on to road races. I went to University of Missouri, I read sports medicine and, and, and in, in Alabama. I never thought I would come to road races, mass participation. When I came to Nigeria for for how many years, people people don't even jog, they don't even run. And I say, you know what? Let me do this. And now it's, it's a spread way for thousands. For millions of people, I go to my local government area. People are jogging, people are running. I think it's a good thing. I look back and I say, "Thank God, I'm glad this is happening in my in my time." Meaning that this thing will, will definitely uplift me, and people will now make reference that, "Oh, this guy started this this uh, this thing, and now it's everywhere." And thank God, and we are even living better with less money. I think that's probably one of the biggest messages. What a, what a wonderful way to end this this amazing impact that our industry has that's been kind of shut down for a couple of years coming back super strongly now i i like you believe that the mass participation industry has a massive role to play in the health and well-being of humanity as we go po post COVID. i wish you all the very best in that and, uh, and and look forward to watching the story grow and more and more people getting fit and healthy thank you so much yusuf it's been wonderful thank you well before before i let you go one thing that i must i must chip in is yeah. the, the issue of uh, doping in our sports you know i stand uh, I stand very firmly that uh, uh, doping should not be allowed in our sports. My stand is even if you are caught one time, you should leave the sports. Because uh, I have a background that I was affected, and uh, it's, it's so painful when you look back to your career. I remember 1989, 
one cup in Barcelona, one athletics uh, World Cup, then it was World Cup. I was second to Larry Marix in the long jump mm -hmm. in Barcelona. And two weeks later, he was caught with a uh, federal who was banned. You know, that thing comes back to me that after I've been a world champion two weeks ago, and this guy, so the issue of drug, what I don't condone at all. I don't like drug cheats in our sports. Yeah. If, if the system can come with like one time, one time ban of the system, I think it will be the best thing for, for our sports. Because uh, you see people win Olympic medal, then two years later, five days later, they are caught, they are banned. I think it's not good for our sports and, and the image we are trying to, to, to roll out. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's, it's a, certainly a challenging one, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a blight on the sport and obviously huge, huge efforts made by World Athletics in recent years. To yes, yes, it's, uh, it, it's still an ongoing. Sebastian Cole, the world president, is doing, he's doing a great job on that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Yusuf. Great to, great Thank to you, chat Mara. and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. I appreciate it.